Hi, and welcome to the Tough Fish Show. I'm your host, Jen Melius, and I'm so glad that you're here. And before we get into the show, I want to invite you to visit jennifermelius.com forward slash start to get free resources focused on helping you get your book and message out into the world. Choose what resonates and take steps towards being seen and heard, showing up at the table, owning your space, and sharing your book and message. And now let me introduce to you Lillian Sue. As a PR coach and publicist, Lillian is in the storytelling and relationship building business. She empowers authors to learn how to gain the confidence to make public relations work for them, to achieve their goals by giving them personalized guidance and support, to gain the confidence to push past limiting beliefs and mindset blocks, to develop and launch successful PR campaigns. Why? Because she believes that every author has a compelling brand that deserves to be heard and celebrated by audiences all over the world. Audiences learn to trust them and support their projects because they resonate with their stories. Let's dive into the pond and meet Lillian. Welcome to the Tough Fish Show. I am so excited to bring to you Lillian Sue. Lillian, thank you so much for being on the show. Thanks for having me, Jen. I appreciate it. I am so glad you are here. And we're going to talk about something a little different than the craft today. And really, it's about public relations. And when authors probably hear that term, they probably go, oh, no, I have to do what? Because so many times when you start out as a writer, you're thinking about the craft and honing those skills. But once you start really thinking about how to share your message, share your book, you have to acquire other hats. And one of those is a PR hat or working with someone who is in PR. So given that that is your skill set and expertise, what are your thoughts on that? Do you agree? Like, help me help me with that thought process. Well, Jen, I can tell you that I've worked with and also spoken to a lot of authors over the years who say, you know, I just want to have my book do the talking for me. Why does it have to, why do people have to learn more about me? Why does it have to be about me? I'd rather have the focus be on the book and I want things to feel organic. I want them to feel natural. I just want people to support the book and not have to put myself out there. And I say to them, well, here's the issue that we're facing in the marketplace, whether you self-publish, whether you traditionally publish, whether you do hybrid publishing, vast majority of the time, you yourself are responsible for your marketing and your PR. And a lot of the reason why you feel like PR is so overwhelming compared to social media, compared to email, is because you feel like you are being forced out of your comfort zone to talk to a bunch of strangers. So I say to authors, I say, okay, you started the social media journey or the email marketing journey because there's a low barrier to entry and you believed on some level that you could find a community online, right? You've got all these great fellow authors, you've got other editors, you've got book designers that are all supporting each other. They understand the journey. That's why you feel comfortable. Instead of looking at PR as this all-encompassing huge strategy 
that you need an audience in the hundreds of thousands and also a budget, you know, 20, 30, $40,000 worth to make it successful. I said, look at PR as an extension of you building your community, because really what you're doing is you are already living part of the two cornerstones. Because in PR, I always say it's about storytelling and it's about relationship building. And as writers, you're already doing the storytelling. That's what you do on a daily basis. Every time you're, you know, you're writing a short story, you're doing poetry, you're writing your next book, that is what you're doing on a daily basis. So you know how to do that already. And the key So looking at PR is not about thinking, oh, I have to speak to strangers. I have to have this audience that numbers in the thousands. I have to have all this money to make it work. Instead, what you're really doing is building an extension of your community. It's why I say to authors, you look at the podcasts that you love listening to. You look at podcasts, just, just like the one that you do yourself, Jen. It is about really looking at I love listening to this show what's the common ground that I have with the person running the this show or the people that have appeared on this show that I can use to build a relationship with that's all you're doing because that's what you do with your fellow authors on a daily basis so all you're doing is extending that out to your bloggers, your reviewers, the podcasters, other folks that support authors and that support books. And when you find that common ground, you're no longer strangers, right? That's part of the relationship building part that I think so many authors seem to think that you need thousands of dollars in order to do effectively. Well, no, you can build these connections through your own community because there's, you know, there's probably people your fellow authors know as well that you can get in front of and just go, you know, hey, I've been listening to you for a while. I've written this book. I'd love to send you a copy, see what you think of it. That's all you need to do. But the other part of it is gaining that confidence piece to actually get out there and be comfortable. <laughs> sharing your story right oh so many so many of them go you know I cannot for the life of me get on camera and talk (laughs) about my I can't do it I can't do it like I can write some stuff on social media that's fine but the moment you put me on camera like I freeze up I have all this anxiety and everything and a lot of what I do as a PR coach is I work with my clients on that front Let's talk about your mindset. Let's talk about what makes you anxious about this. Let's talk about where your fear's coming from. What's triggering all of these things? When you feel imposter syndrome, you feel comparison syndrome being a really big one on social media, what's what's triggering all that? What's triggering all that? What are the root causes that are bringing up these symptoms for you? And how can we help you push past them by building healthier coping mechanisms, by changing your perspective a little bit, and really looking at ultimately with this book, with your author, Brent, with your career as a writer, where do you want to take this? 
what are your goals and how can we help you get there using PR? Because the other part of it is, is I hear from a lot of authors who say, I want more sales. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> Everyone wants more sales. Unfortunately, that's not specific enough to kind of hang your hat on. What, what I want to know is <laughs> what's the time frame? How do you want to get there? And what are the methods that you're willing to explore to get there? What are the relationships you're willing to build to get more eyeballs on your writing and to get in front of the right readers and actually build some trust and credibility with them so that when they hear about you, they go, oh, I should really buy her book because she knows what she's talking about. Oh my gosh. Okay. So I'm so excited for this conversation. You have hit on so many things that I can't wait to unpack, but I do want to back up just a moment because like you, I have a PR background too. And as you were saying these things, I'm just over here, like grinning from ear to ear, just going, this feels like a love language happening. But how did you get into PR to begin with? Help ground our listeners so that they have an appreciation for kind of the journey. So, and then we're going to fast forward to a couple of things that were on my mind as you were talking. Sure. I started out actually as a freelancer in the copywriting and social media strategy space. So doing a lot of projects for marketing agencies, I was writing copy, you know, print collateral, taglines, radio ads, websites, ran the gamut, doing social media strategy for smaller companies and campaign execution and all that. And I had quite a few entrepreneurs, you know, smaller businesses come to me and say, do you do PR? Can you write a news release? I've got a new product coming out. Is this something that you do? And I thought to myself, okay, um, I'm tired of telling people no. So <laughs> let's let's explore this a little bit. Let's see what I can learn. Let's see if this is viable for me. Let's see if I enjoy it. Uh, at the time, I was also going through a bit of a personal crossroads. I had just gotten engaged. We were moving. We were wedding planning. And I thought, hey, why not throw a new direction for my business on top of that? You know? makes it a little bit more fun. <laughs> so like I, I said, you know, I need to go where the action is and actually see if there are agencies out there willing to take me on. I can kind of get a bit of that experience. I started subcontracting for a few PR agencies in town, cut my teeth doing PR for, at the time it was fashion and beauty, sports and fitness, a lot of indie film and television, which I absolutely fell in love with and transitioned into doing on my own. And then it came to me that, you know, hey, there's a lot of authors out there that I've been kind of seeing floating around in my orbit in my extended network on social media who could really use the help, I think, who could really build that understanding because what I, I kept seeing a lot of, and I still see quite a bit of, is a lot of them uh, struggling to really maximize their time and energy and penetration with their target audiences because they're having trouble reaching the right people because all of their social media content is subject to whatever the platform wants to do. So they're like, I'm putting out all this great stuff and no one's seeing it, or I'm putting out all this great stuff and all I keep reaching are the same people. Great. They bought my books. They've recommended my books and maybe some of the people that 
they've recommended have bought my books, but I'm still not growing the way I want to be. Like I've actually hit a plateau and they just kind of get frustrated and spinning around in circles. And I said, you know, after doing publicity for as long as I had, I had also had quite some authors and entrepreneurs come to me and say, you know, I would love to work with you on a campaign, but I can't afford it. So I thought there has to be some way that I can still work with these fantastic people and, and help amplify their projects and tell their stories on a global level and still impart all of the education and knowledge that I have in ways that can actually empower them to learn how to do it on their own. Uh, because Jen, a lot of what I was seeing in all of my years doing agency work on the PR side and everything was two things. Either clients would come to you with a lot of limiting beliefs, like a lot of fear and anxiety surrounding where their budgets were going, how they could control campaign results and everything, knowing that there weren't guarantees. And then the other side of it was unrealistic expectations, right? I've lost track of how many times I've had an entrepreneur come to me and say, I've got no PR experience whatsoever. I want on the tonight show. Can you do that for me? <laughs> and I'd have to say to them, Hey, that's a great goal. Mm -hmm. My concern on the other hand is, is that if you have no PR experience whatsoever, you are banking on some aspect of your story to go viral. And what you're doing is to borrow a football term, you are throwing a Hail Mary pass and hoping it lands in the end zone in order for them to take notice of you. My concern is you get up there on stage on the couch and they ask you something that either you don't know how to answer or you can't answer. And the damage that can do to your reputation and to your projects is a lot harder to fix than if you actually spent that time to work your way up to that goal. Agreed. To actually build your experience, chatting on podcasts, getting to know people through events and getting comfortable with sharing your story, right? And, and there's still that prevailing opinion that, you know, mainstream is the top of the mountain. Like they reach millions of households. That's where I want to be. And I have to say to them, just because the audience share is really, really large does not mean their audience is your audience. Right. <laughs> and you, what you want is to find out where your people are spending their time so you can build that trust, that credibility, and allow them to get to know you through these platforms, these media outlets, these presenters, these podcasters that they already trust. Like you are basically, what authors don't realize is that PR is the most cost-effective way to build a conduit to your ideal target readers. It's the most effective way to build a shortcut to actually reaching more of these readers that would not find you otherwise, because your social media reach and that of your audience's social media reach can only get you so far when 
the people helping to spread your message, share your story are not people that have their own platforms, who don't have their own reputations that they've spent months, if not years, cultivating, you know. Being featured in the media still carries weight because you're telling people, hey, it's not just me tooting my own horn. There's these other folks who have years of experience in the industry and supporting this industry who support me as well. That is, I, I love how you said that because you've nicely transitioned to what I was thinking we would, what was coming up for me, which was really about the relationship part. And, and to your point earlier where you said, you know, there's the storytelling and then there's the relationship building. What I perceive of that, at least what I've observed, is that the writers might feel like I can build a rapport with you know, other writers or, to your point, other people in my industry because we get it. You know, there's mm -hmm. that, I, that's that appreciation of I understand what it's like to work through that or I understand what it's like to process edits or sift through cover designs and just determine which way to go or what have you. But the other part, and yes, writers are readers. So many people in the publishing space, some kind of space like this, they are readers. So they're they're going to be interested in your material. And there's other readers too. So what I hear you really alluding to is building relationships within your community, as well as building your relationships with your readers, because you're clear about your audience, the audience of, I want to relate to my my peers in my industry, and I want to relate to my readers who may not be in my industry, but who might really resonate with my material. Do you, do you agree with that? What are your thoughts? Yeah, I definitely think that that's the healthiest and most effective way to really approach PR as terms of building that relationship. Because for a lot of authors who don't have experience in the PR space and who might be searching for connections, going to your own community and fellow authors should be your first stop because a lot of them may have met bloggers and reviewers at conferences. They may have met podcasters at book festivals. So they have their own connections that you then know are vetted, right? Mm -hmm. This isn't a, a stranger. This is, this is an individual or a platform that has been vetted by someone in my community. Therefore, I know that they're trustworthy. And the more that you reach out to these folks, the more comfortable you can get to speak about your story. They tend to do a lot of networking within the community because as you say, they get it. Mm -hmm. And because they get it, I feel like there is a slightly lower resistance to the fear of being judged on their journeys, being judged okay. on what their struggles are, writer's block, maybe mistakes that they've made during the publishing journey, all of this kind of thing. And there's more fear in speaking about it on a podcast, even one that say reviews books and interviews authors, because it's like, well, have you been there? Because if you, the podcast host hasn't been there, then there's more trepidation surrounding sharing that part of it. But what I always tell my author clients is simply that, look, you have this fear that when you share your story publicly, you're going to lose control of that narrative. You're going to lose control of how it's being interpreted and how people respond to it. To combat that, I say to them, you control that narrative. And what I mean by that is when you are in an interview setting, like we are right now, you decide how you want to answer certain questions mm -hmm. or whether you answer them at all. 
at the end of the day, <laughs> what people want to know really is who's the person behind the, the book. And they want to know that because they want to trust you. The mm -hmm. readers, the podcasters, the media want to build connections with you as well. And they want to learn more about what inspired the journey of the book because it really informs the impact authors want to make with their books too. Like I always say that when you are looking to share more about your projects, it's not just about the genre, go deeper, go deeper because there's, there's a lot of people that write in your genre. So go deeper and think about the themes that you've put in. Yes. Why is all of that meaningful? What, what are you, you know, what's the impact you want to make with that? Why was it important to you to put these things in your book, right? That's really what people want to know about. Because the more that they can develop an understanding of you as an author, the more they understand the story. And the deeper that the story resonates with them, the more likely they might be to buy your books as gifts, attend your book signings, actually buy a ticket to go meet you at a book festival, which, you know, has happened over and over again with the authors in my network. And so it really comes down to starting slow, starting incrementally to share your story, to get out there, to build connections and foster these positive relationships with folks in ways that can still prioritize your energy, prioritizes your scheduling, your flexibility, and doesn't feel like, oh man, I have to build this gigantic campaign from scratch. I always say to my clients, take your time because you have the time. Yes. Take it one step at a time. If you only have an hour a week this week, take that hour. You don't have to spend 20, 30 extra hours chained to your computer on a weekly basis to really make this work for you. Oh, kindred spirit. I am just over here feeling just like head nodding, head nodding, just resonating so much with what you're saying, because it, it's similar messaging that I've said on the show, even, in, but as well as with my own clients. So take those baby steps. You know, yes, you might want to do an, an online conference, or you might want to do a, a stage show, a stage presentation at a, a trade expo, or even a school presentation in person. Okay, well, practice in other spaces, practice to get comfortable talking, getting comfortable sharing your message, how you want to share your message. And to your point, that relatability to really get to know that person, because the other part is once you don't know where the ripple effect will be for what that relationship did. So for instance, if somebody has come to an, a book signing with you, or they're on your website, or, or they're on your newsletter, and they really resonate with your message, or they've met you, and they're like, wow, I really connect with you. And then you are doing something. Maybe you're doing an in-person event, or you're doing your, a special promotion for your books, or what have you, and they see it they may share it with their network and say, hey, this person's really awesome. I got a chance to meet them or I'm on their community list and what you see is what you get or you have to read this person's book. You have to get to know them. They're pretty awesome. That's such a sweet compliment to receive. That's such high praise. And so what I'm curious is you've mentioned like overcoming fears or dealing with fears, things that might be triggering you to 
want to expand that relationship, want to be vulnerable. And even if you're in a safe space, and yes, you feel like you're, to your point, the, the barrier is a little lower because you are feeling safe. There's still, a, there might be a little bit of nervousness happening and you still want to push through that. So what would you recommend for a writer? Like a couple of key tips that if they are facing some kind of you know, imposter syndrome, like you mentioned, or any kind of trepidation, what would you advise to them? What I use with my clients and what I use for myself, honestly, on, on a daily basis is mindset mantras. So if you have imposter syndrome comes up because let's say you see a fellow author who has landed an agent and you've been querying for 10 months and, and it's been crickets and you sit back and, and you start to feel it, it's triggering how you're, you're thinking I'm not good enough. This must mean I don't know what I'm doing. All of these kinds of limiting beliefs that come up with imposter syndrome. Yeah. I would remind authors to repeat something along these lines to themselves. And that is everyone has their own journey. That doesn't mean that my process or my strategy isn't working. I don't want to live their life. I want to find success in my own life. And that means continuing to refine my strategy and move forward and celebrate the progress I make yeah. because it's my journey. Yes. And I say this a lot to myself. I say this a lot to my clients because it is true. So much of as creatives, and I include myself on this because I'm currently working on a couple books, both uh, nonfiction and fiction, which we can get to, is that we tend to internalize so much of this framework of where we think we should be. It's always about where we think we should be and that we want results yesterday. Right. And a lot of that comes from, unfortunately, industry standards is one. And then the other part of it is social media, because we see people's successes. We see the milestones that they hit. And what I remind my clients all the time is what we are not seeing on any of these platforms is the journey to get there. We don't see the struggles that people have, right? Anybody who lands a major interview or who has booked their first uh, keynote address at a conference, let's say, we don't see how many rejections they've had. Yeah. We don't see the numbers of media outlets that maybe they've pitched over the years. They could have pitched hundreds before landing that one opportunity. You simply don't know. So a lot of these limiting beliefs like fear and anxiety, where I've gone through it myself, a lot of anxiety surrounding what, what is, what's the audience response going to be mm -hmm. to this, whatever it is that I put out there, what's that response going to be? I remind myself and I remind my clients as well that what you're writing at the end of all things is not for everyone and right. you should not be making it for everyone because the more that you write it for everyone, the more it'll be become for no one. Mm -hmm. So instead of being worried about what the response is going to be, I look at it as the people that resonate with this, that are ready to hear this and that who need to hear this, they will be the ones that respond. 
Yeah. Everyone else doesn't matter. You're not catering to them because they are not your target reader. They are not your target audience. And, you know, the fearing that that fear of the loss of control, because the moment you put yourself out there, you're opening yourself up to both the positivity and the negativity. Mm -hmm. And I say, you know, unless the negativity is coming from a place where they are actually not criticizing you, but helping you to learn to grow and to give you a different perspective to get you thinking a different way unless that's the focus let it go agree let it go because it doesn't serve you and will only drive your mindset into the ground stop you from writing and just really be that a huge detriment to the career and the business that you're trying to build so i I just love everything that you just said. Seriously, back to kindred spirit feeling. And one of the things that you were mentioning, like telling yourself reminders, mantras, affirmations, I do that too. And, you know, the first thing is when I see someone who has made some kind of success, they have celebrated something. I look at that and go, first off, congratulations. I know that took a lot of work. I know that that took so much and maybe even a little trepidation to even share it. So I look at that as saying, thank you. In fact, I encourage people, tell me when you've done something, I want to celebrate you because I think it's really cool because I also look at that as what you're putting out. Trust that that goodness will come back to you. It might not come back the same way, but it will. And the other thing that I think about is there's more out there too. That means that there's just because that you see other people receiving successes or achieving goals that you want to achieve and haven't yet, it's still possible for you too. So to keep looking at it, like mine's coming, it's coming the way it's right for me. And to your point, you know, I have to share this when my co-author and I decided to um, pitch our leadership book and we got so many rejections. The first one I got, honestly, I was really upset. I was hurt. I cried. And then I was like, okay, shake it off. And we did it again. I was like, okay, a few more tears have showed up, wipe them off, get it together gave myself space for what I needed and moved on. And then when we got a third one, I was like, I've got, I've got a solution now. So I found a little snippet of another one bites the dust by queen. And mm -hmm. I would play that for myself. And then I would send it to my co-author and he was like, am I going to get these little blips every time we see one? I'm like, yep. And sometimes I'd sing it to him too. So, <laughs> but I mean, it was a way to put some humor to de to uh, deflect it in a sense, but to also recognize, thank you for letting me know I can fall forward quickly and because I now have new information. So thank you. It's okay that it wasn't right for you. And I was, it got to a point that I was okay with getting them because that meant I was moving closer to where I was supposed to be. And that really helped. So even just adding something like another one bites the dust, it doesn't mean it still didn't sting at times, but it didn't sting in the same way like it did the first the first couple of times that it did. <laughs> so I, I really love that you shared that because putting the positivity back into it for yourself that honors you and understands where you are, but figures out how you can grow through that, I think is absolutely beautiful. And you did mention a couple of things I would love for you to touch on. I think I heard you say you're writing both fiction and nonfiction. 
Oh, I love learning those things. So please, I want to know what's happening there, you know, share. Well, on the nonfiction side, it's my first PR book. And this book, which I've titled The Powerful Publicity Prescription, because I was going for alliteration and that. And love it. Make it a little bit of a earworm to stick in people's heads. Uh, this book covers everything from the history of PR all the way to, okay, now you've had an interview or a piece of media coverage go live. How are we going to maximize the impact of that to keep your projects top of mind? So in addition to going through each part of building a PR strategy, I have chapters on media kits, on media pitches, on tips, actionable tips on how to pitch different types of outlets, all of this kind of thing. I also talk a lot about mindset and how to deal with the big three of fear, anxiety, imposter syndrome, but also things like frustration, also things like impatience, how like how things like self-sabotage come mm -hmm. about when you are, let's say, in the middle of a campaign and it's not going as quickly as you want it to. And then you, what do you do when you have that desire to stop? How do you push past that? All of these kinds of things. And I decided to write it because I had heard from authors in my network and author clients as well, that they love following on so me on social media. They get the actionable tips and strategies, but they say, I can't, there's nothing I have right now that I can just flip back to that shows me sort of the whole picture, right? And I am also doing a companion glossary and workbook with that book to really sort of reinforce the lessons that they'll be learning in it. And you know, maybe push them a little bit more to actually take action on it, right? To actually sit down and start brainstorming these things and start thinking about things like, oh, I need to take author photos. Like, well, what is that going to look like? You know, what do I want to wear? Where do I want to take them? Or things like if I'm actually sharing a, my first media pitch and it's 300 words or less, how am I going to cut down what it is that I maybe have been brainstorming? All of these things. So that's really there as a resource um, for them. It's there to give them some real world examples and case studies from my own clients in terms of how do you put together an email subject line? What goes into a media kit if you're an author? All of these kinds of things. So that's, that's the nonfiction project. On the fiction side, completely other end of the spectrum, I'm actually working on my first uh, adult contemporary romance that's in revisions right now. Love it. Um, so I'm working on revisions. I'm really enjoying it. It's just, just been churning for me. And I've got a couple more romance books that are sort of churning around in my head as well. A crime thriller idea that I've been noodling on for a while because I've been a true crime fan and, and most of my life. So it's really sort of inspired things there. And I really am enjoying the process. And as much as my clients learn from me, I love learning from them when it comes to the writing side of things, when it comes to the publishing side of things, and just really uh, embracing the joy of the process, I think, is, is where I'm at right now, because I, I recognize that the people that need it, the people that will resonate with it, whether it's my PR book, whether it's the fiction side of things, they will be the ones that will pick it up. And those are the people that I want to form the relationships with, right? So not in addition to advising my clients on that part of their journey, I'm also living it myself. 
I love that so much. Lillian, this has been awesome. Where can people connect with you? Where can they become part of your world? They can sign up for my newsletter on my website at inretrospectwritingservices.com. And there they can sign up for updates on the PR book and everything else. They can also follow me on Instagram at Lillian Sue, copywriter PR, all one word. And I'm there, you know, five days a week sharing actionable tips and tricks and strategies and all of that kind of thing. And they can always send me a message to ask any questions that they have. I'm always happy to help and just talk about what's going on, how can I help, and and what are you working on? Because I love hearing about just who's working on what books and keeping an eye on which ones are releasing when so I can help promote it. That is awesome. Lillian, thank you so much for coming on the show. This has been fantastic. Thanks for having me, Jen. I really appreciate it. Thanks again for listening today. I'm so glad you were here. I'd love to hear what resonated with you from this episode. So connect with me on Instagram at author Jennifer Milius and let me know. Your book, your message, your body of work is worth sharing. And you are the right person and the only one who can share it. Keep writing and keep putting yourself out there because the people who need to hear your message the most are waiting for you. They are waiting for you to step up to your next level of genius so they can have the impact they're meant to because you inspired them. I'll see you soon.